Hello, I'm Alison Larkin, writer, comedian, narrator, and host of The Jane Austen Podcast. Join me as we embark on a journey through Austen's timeless stories, starting with Pride and Prejudice. The Jane Austen Podcast with Alison Larkin is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello everyone and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. I'm your host Matt Perslow and today I am joined by Joe Scrabbles. Hello. And Simon Cardi. Bon appetit. Welcome Ooh. to the feast of talking, listening and all things dreams. I thought you were saying that about yourself because you kind of leaned back and like presented yourself as My you neck. said the word bon appetit. I, I, yeah, I, I'm offering you a vampiric treat. I'm, a, I'm an absolute <laughs> smorgasbord. <laughs> oh, it's Friday. Speaking of deliciousness, we had <laughs> a banquet go. of delights at the PS5 showcase this mm. week. Mm. Where not only did we get to see plenty of pretty games, we also got a price, yes. a release date... And about half an hour warning of pre-orders going live in the UK. What that I really liked, mad. what I really liked about this showcase is that it was basically like the end of the Wizard of Oz. Like you had this beautiful, magnificent <laughs> edifice of gameplay and announcements and all this stuff. And then as soon as it ended, the curtains fell down, and there was about three hundred levers all being pulled at once. Steam going yeah. everywhere. All these problems <laughs> happening. It was absolutely insane. Like we what a like- weird. Among them, the weirdest, event. I think, I haven't actually got to the bottom of this. I know you briefly told me about it. Like, all those little asterisks they put at the bottom, like, also available on PC. None of that. Human was error. any of that true? Like, Human how, error. How does like, that happen? They're <laughs> obviously coming out on PC. They just weren't meant to say that they're coming out on PC. Like, it's weird. It, it's like, it's absolutely bizarre. So if you haven't seen, I, we'll actually talk about the games. Mm-hmm. Basically, Final Fantasy 16 and Demon Souls both appeared saying specifically in the stream, and you can check this on our clipped-out version of it, I believe, um, that they are also coming to PC. Final Fantasy said it was a PS5 console exclusive. That also appears to be in doubt. It might be a timed exclusive for 6 to 12 months. And Demon Souls also said it was a timed exclusive, which implies that Demon Souls might come to Xbox, which is extremely unexpected if that is the case. Mm-hmm. Um it could be that it goes to PS4 rather than PS5. Um, that's not clear. But no one's admitting that they just fucked up and just said, yeah, hands up, it is going to come to PC because everyone's insane. So, like, mm. Square Enix asked us to take down any mention of the PC version in our story, and we said, well, no. you announced it. And yeah. then they said, and then we said, so could we have a statement, please? And they said, uh, we are not talking about other consoles apart from PS5. And you're like, you did! It's <laughs> on my screen! <laughs> so, like, no, one, no one at Sony has watched that stream back and gone, oh, hang on. It's uh, that shouldn't be that. Absolutely <laughs> bizarre. Um, but, let, I mean, let's talk about the games, because that's yeah, more yeah, interesting that's, than that's, <laughs> how insane, insane people are. I just don't know how that happens. Like Sometimes, like I might make a video, a couple of us watch it before it goes out, and there's like a tiny, maybe there's a tiny error that will annoy you nothing like that though <laughs> i'm never putting like i don't know someone else's name in instead of mine or something yeah madness <laughs> script written by orson wells no yes. not orson wells orson i mean wells me involved 
That's <laughs> just what I call myself when I write. <laughs> right. Shall we? Shall we dive into into what was available at the banquet table then? <laughs> yeah. So, let's, what's the at stars? the start, as you as you came in through the doors, you're a moose you your first <laughs> your first hot plate, and this was this Ooh. was definitely a dish. Final Fantasy <laughs> How long are you going to run with this? <laughs> <laughs> It's Final Fantasy 16, but it's Game of Thrones. I know. Yeah, it looked like a lot of things. Like, it looked like... Is every game now... I mean, I don't blame them trying to look like The Witcher, because those bits so of that that looked like yeah. The Witcher. And What's There was the... a lot of velen to it, that kind of very muddiness, you know, mm-hmm. kind of... And the thing is, is, obviously, I've played a lot of these Final Fantasy games, and they're not... They don't tend to be gritty. That's not mm-hmm. a Final Fantasy... And... This is Blood not a. It, yeah. It's not a, uh, a a problem with it because the 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 wonderful thing about Final Fantasy is it changes from entry to entry and it can be mm-hmm. sort of whatever it wants while also using the language of Final Fantasy. But there was that section in the trailer where um, someone gets sliced open and the blood just covers. Mm-hmm. As we know, the only character we know in it is Joshua, this young like son of the Archduke. He's just covered in blood. It's disgusting. I mean, I know it's a lazy comparison that everyone makes with every game, but generally there was a boss fight there that looked like Dark Souls as well, I thought. Like, it was mm-hmm. a very Dark Souls-looking boss. And, yeah, it looks like they're taking a lot of inspiration from other games, which is nice to see. Also, it's, when's the last time we had a Final Fantasy game that was actual, you know, like high fantasy? I can't... Like a lot so, of them have been more modern, haven't they? Recently, like so the interesting thing about this, kinda. yeah. Mm. So, so Yoshida, who is the the guy that bought fourteen back from the brink, he's the producer on this. Um, and if you look at the art design of it, whilst it is much grimmer and much darker than what fourteen is, all the the fashions and the character designs are very very similar to fourteen, which kind of has me wondering if it's I don't think it's set in Eorza, which is the world that 14 is, but that world is sort of built on a giant crystal that shatters into shards for as far as I'm aware. So it might be that it is a shard of that world. Um, but it's definitely a Yoshida game, and he takes like his inspiration from the guy that did Final Fantasy twelve, and there's a lot of Final Fantasy XII's art style to this. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, in terms of when there was a last proper high fantasy mainline Final Fantasy, you're going back to nine really because 12 is fairly high fantasy but Mm -hmm. still has a lot of tech elements to it but yeah like there's not been a medieval one since nine basically i mean that combat looks good it looked similar-ish to final fantasy 7 remake do you think we'll actually ever see a turn-based final fantasy again or do you think they've gone from it no and also like the it seems like they've hired uh, Ryota Suzuki for this, who's the guy that was working... He worked on Devil May Cry 5 mm-hmm. and Dragon's Dogma. So, like, you can see in the combat both of those games, like Dragon Dogma's kind of big creature yeah. sort mm-hmm. of combat work and the way that there's lots of kind of upwards uppercuts and dives and aerial combat in this. You can also see kind of like the magic elements that look like the characters pull their powers from what summons they're attached to so you see like a phoenix wing erupts out of the sword so they're connected to phoenix and the shiva in there and titan and ifrit yeah. and all of that so looking it's forward a new to interesting it. world if dragon's dogma 2 ends up being final fantasy 16 i will be absolutely <laughs> delighted what an amazing <laughs> turn of events i am um, yeah i've never 
tried so many times against Final Fantasy, and I've played like tried so many of them, but Final Fantasy VII Remake was the first one where I was like, I love this game. Like, it's one of my favourite games this year. And yeah, I saw a lot of that in this one, so I'm mm-hmm. definitely going to give this a go. And hopefully, fingers crossed, enjoy a tasty treat at this banquet. <laughs> do you want to move a little bit further down the table and see what the next treat Ooh. is? Shall we? Yes, I'm peckish. Well, I hope you like uh, slightly sticky, webby stuff. Oh my god! It's, uh, <laughs> it's Spider-Man Miles Morales. Miles we're having, Morales, should I say? We're, ha- we're having this in the middle of the meal—a sticky treat. Mm. Mm. Um, it's like a marinade. I, I increasingly <laughs> hate this metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not stopping anytime soon. Um, it looks amazing. I don't. It doesn't visually. I wasn't blown away because i already thought that spider-man on ps4 looked mm. amazing so it looked like that but a bit shinier uh i loved the combat looked like more spider-man combat and mm-hmm. my favorite thing was i really want that battle music to play every time you get into oh, a fight it looks that so was amazing it sounds so good the um i mean we now know it's a launch game even though they didn't fucking tell you during <laughs> the, during the stream that is a bit bizarre because that that is a big bit that's it's tell like people the, it's like they designed the whole thing backwards. It's like, well, we've mm. got to have the the release day at the end. That's the big closer. And then you're like, yeah, but then it means that nothing else before... It's like fucking Tenet. It's as badly thought out as Tenet. <laughs> 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 um, like, they just don't... It, it, it's bizarre to me that they didn't announce it. But the, the major point is, A, it looks great. Mm-hmm. B, they have actually stuck to their guns. It is a budget game, uh, relatively mm-hmm. speaking. Um, yeah. Given that... Now it appears Sony first party games are seventy pounds, which is yeah. This one is, is it 50? This one's fifty, um, mm-hmm. but you can get the ultimate edition for seventy. I don't know exactly what's in that. They um, get the um, Spider Man remastered. Yeah. The oh, PS4 that's the, game. Yes, right. I mean, that is a very good deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I just think it looks really nice. Yeah. Like it's and hard it's coming to, to PS4 say... as well, which is... yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you surprising, but not that? surprised. I'm not furious. Uh, no. Some people really are. Like I, I get it because they want a lot of people to play it, and it's probably built on. It's fundamentally built on the same game that Spider-Man PS4 was. But I know a lot of people like it. Does it mean a lot of people won't buy a PS5 because they can now play that on PS4? I don't know. Well, that's good for them. Like, yeah, if exactly. You don't wanna, if you don't want to spend four hundred and fifty quid or to know, play that you. game, yeah, you can just pay forty. Um, yeah. I am. I, I think I'm more surprised by Horizon, which felt like it was mm. the PS5. You know, that the, one, the big swing. Yeah, I was very um, surprised by that because, see, the interesting thing. I know we're getting off the games again, but the interesting thing to me is, and a lot has been made of this. You know, like Sony were coming out and saying, like, we believe in generations. Like, we want to make stuff that only works on PS5. And they're like, none of their fucking games are. Um, mm. But uh, there's something interesting in the idea that. Xbox is making a lot of points about like how you can they've designed a system in which you can build for Series X and then scale down and that it won't limit developers because mm-hmm. they've got this situation where it is easy to scale down. PlayStation's made nothing of that. Like and if we know stuff about previous generations of PlayStation, it is that there are fundamental differences between different consoles. Like PS3 was yeah. l- famously impossible to develop for because mm-hmm. they wanted it to be a specific kind of game. So 
I, I am you've got that this time, right? Because the the I/O and the system that it's not a standard NVMe M2 drive that's in this. It is a bespoke custom built SSD, yeah. which I assume has a different interface compared to the NVMe drives that are in the Xbox. So they're already making it difficult because then you've got to go back to a standard PlayStation Four, which has a mechanical hard drive in it. Like there's already not that ease. Mm-hmm. So. I do wonder how many developers will be building PS4 and PS5 versions of games. I don't think we'll we... see it for long, personally. No, no. But it um, just seems bizarre that the horizon of all games would be, given mm-hmm. what yeah. we're told about like how PS5 is going to help open-world design and mm-hmm. stuff. It's like, well, you immediately appeared to be hamstringing yourself. Like, exactly. That's bizarre. I mean, I would be... like. Guaranteed, if you try and play Horizon 2 on your PS4, it may blow up. It will at least sound like a Harrier jet taking off next yeah. to your yeah. bed. But the but thing is, is I assume that Horizon 2 is going to have crannies to crawl through to allow the loading on a PS4, but that loading is not going to need to be there on the PS5 because of the way that the hard drive is structured. Yet, they're not going to completely change the open world and take out all of these load points. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, yeah. it's only until you mention it now that... Maybe it is slightly surprising didn't see any Horizon gameplay. I didn't mm. even think about that. They've said Especially it. if you've seen Final Fantasy 16, which is further off, I would assume. They've said mm. Horizon's aiming for 2021 before, haven't they? I think I just they didn't. have. We just, I suppose in the last trailer there was a lot of in-engine stuff that looked like maybe gameplay from a different angle. But yeah, I thought maybe we'd see like five minutes, like Spider-Man, like a little mm. combat section or something. But maybe that's for another time. Yeah, I would hope still. so. Imagine if yeah. they didn't release any gameplay. <laughs> I mean, do you know what? If they had had Horizon, I think we all would have been full because, well, that would have been too many courses. Oh. Shut up. <laughs> I tell you what, the the next dish, this is an interesting one because it's a sweet and sour. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fair, I'm back in. That's good. Yeah. Okay. So, so this is Hogwarts Legacy. Sweet, because I think it's the game that pretty much every Harry Potter fan has been waiting for a long time for. Mm. Sour, because J.K. Rowling is not the dish of the day anymore. She's a fucking <laughs> prick. I'm not, gonna, yeah. I'm, not going, I'm not going down any metaphorical avenue. Nah. She's a dickhead. I yeah. think you said it best, Joe, when you said it's just a sad situation. Well, that's it. Like, There's no good outcome. I don't think we. I don't think we necessarily want to get into like the wider discourse here because it, I mean, apart from anything else, we'll be here forever. But mm-hmm. I think, I think the sad, the sadness of this situation is, yes, uh, you are fundamentally aiding someone who I think all of us on the podcast agree is like espousing mm-hmm. some truly abhorrent views. And if you message me about it after this, I'm just going to block you. So fuck off. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, if you disagree. <laughs> a few of those recently, um, and and so you are aiding her. I don't I don't care if the money doesn't go directly to her. You are aiding the brand. You are giving WB more reason to keep paying the license, etc. Mm-hmm. But by not buying it, by boycotting it, you are hurting the livelihoods of the people who made the game. There will be bonuses tied to it. The, the studio is itself rel- has been under threat before. This is a studio with a turbulent history. Mm-hmm. WB have given them a huge project, and if it doesn't work, then you are hurting people. You kind of, I guess, you have to just draw your own lines in this situation. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know what my line is yet. I'm still considering what that line is because it, it is just horrible. Mm. But the game sounds good. <laughs> From yeah, if we want to talk purely on what it is as a game, mm-hmm. it does look like, like you said, Matt, the like open world Harry Potter RPG that people have wanted. Yeah, 
And so the the trailer doesn't actually show us a lot of kind of like what you necessarily do or how the game is structured, but we do get to see what I think so many Potter fans have been waiting for for a long time is that you get to go to Hogwarts. It's actually set in the 1800s rather than modern, so it's mm-hmm. pre the Voldemort years, pre like I mean even pre Grindelwald and all of that. Um, and I. From, from what we know, you'll you'll get sorted into a house, and you'll get to do lessons, and you get to go to Hogsmeade and mm-hmm. live that student wizard. Fly around on a hippogriff, fantasy. and I don't know, yeah. throw magical eggs at younger mm-hmm. children. That's what they do, isn't yeah. it? So, well, clearly, <laughs> <laughs> they're not going and buying those bags of wet eggs from. <laughs> oh, oh my god! <laughs> I did so. I. Uh, I, oh, for, it's horrible. For, reg, for, for my other podcast regular features, I actually phoned Morrison's customer service about those wet eggs yesterday. If you want to listen to the new episode, it come, should come out today or tomorrow. It's horrible. <laughs> but, I don't really like eggs anyway, but that was like that would you, not be on our banquet. That if you bag of wet eggs. If you haven't not. seen the bag of wet eggs, um, I believe the person's Twitter addy is uh, Trumpet Sexy. Uh, it's. <laughs> It's one of the most fascinating things I've ever seen. It says on the front, five boiled eggs. And there are at least 30 in there. In this weird yellow juice. And that's what I think of Hogwarts Legacy. Would, if you were in that, Morris... Like, if, been, sorry, we're on, a, we're on a tangent again, but this is very important stuff. Um, is that being confirmed if that was just that one Morrison's, or is this like a... Um, a country-wide thing? That this I is believe it's excess from the deli section. So I think if the deli is just not selling any fucking eggs, they bag like, them up, you, they vacuum you, seal them, and they throw them in the meal deal section. Are you walking past that and not buying that bag? Of course I'm not buying that bag. <laughs> really? State of those eggs. <laughs> just I'd keep them somewhere just to see what happened to them. <laughs> what? Like, like an experiment, what? like those little I, aliens you used to get in the pods, and you're always told they'd like have babies if you left them long enough. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've definitely said this on the podcast before. Our science teacher did a literal alien autopsy to prove that that wasn't possible and cut one of those open to find out if it had an alien baby. Um, the thing... I, I, I know this is a small point in the wider mm. wet eggs discourse, but <laughs> the thing that really gets me about those bags is they don't have handles. So oh, there's yeah. such, like, obvious temporary solution for a mm. fucking load of wet eggs and like oh i'm just imagine, imagine just dropping just walking, it and bursting or just walking past someone has to have like a key hanging out just slits it and they just slide out all over the floor oh, slid out what? eggs <laughs> oh god i'm imagining like um yeah just imagining horrors basically but just in time for halloween for all the trick-or-treaters to just chuck a bag of eggs at your house oh Talking of anyway, absolute horrors. Uh, yeah, Resident Harry Evil. Oh, all right, yeah, we're done on Harry Potter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Do you want? Have you got any more you want to talk? No, about not Potter, really. Honey? No, let's talk I about do, Resident Evil. I, I yeah. think it, I think it's notable to mention that like everyone th- kind of has a sense of what this game is because of a leak, not because of the trailer. Like the trailer <laughs> yes. kind of goes like, "Look at all the Hogwarts we got," and then actually, mm-hmm. what people know about the game is kind of from that leak. So, mm-hmm. and that was a long time ago. So we do sh- we should still be cautious about like what this game is it could turn yeah. out to be quite different but it suggests that it is an interesting concept mm-hmm. and i'm, See, at I'm the moment, tentatively I, excited yeah i don't even know is it is it going to work like a persona game where you kind of like you go to school and stuff like that or i could even see this being a slightly live servicey thing where like 
you you log in and like you've got a your dailies and your weeklies are actually like lessons that you the go Avengers and do. of Harry Potter. I mean, I think it would probably work better than the Avengers. Like, as much as whoa, I've been whoa, having whoa, fun whoa, whoa, smashing whoa. bad guys with you, Cardi, <laughs> yeah, um, well, we it's a deeply flawed game. And yeah. I sort of feel the fantasy of Harry Potter almost lends better to mm-hmm. having a cycle of things that you yeah. do. It's weird cause in my head, it worked more like even like a Bioware RPG that you're kind right. of more that sort of thing. Well, but we'll find out we sometime will. soon. One day we'll find out, and you know what? We'll see what we think of it. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Right, Resident Evil 8 Village. Yeah, I didn't it, actually pay any attention to this trailer because I think really? I was writing a news story at the time. Oh. I'm sure it probably looks great because I like Resi a lot. Yeah, it looks great, and it, I think I've said this before, it looks absolutely horrifying, looks fantastic. Uh, I'm not going to play it. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's just not for me. Was Chris Redfield was in it, right? Was yeah, that... he was. Yeah. And mm-hmm. a new, uh, call it? Who's a guy who sells stuff? Merchant. That's yeah. It. Oh. <laughs> oh, you buy it. Yeah, it was kind yeah. of odd that they ended... Like, yeah. everyone knows the merchant from Resi 4 because he's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> got a lot of good things on sale, stranger. <laughs> but, like, that, I just assumed at the end, I was like, uh, oh, that must just be him. a different merchant. Oh, it's a different yeah. guy, surely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just... If you're going to make a big deal of it, at least make it the same guy. <laughs> yeah, it's quite weird. Um, yeah. yeah, like all Resi's... I will admire from afar because <laughs> I, I get that they're great, but survival horror makes me feel sick. <laughs> like, I, it's not the horror; it's the survival. It's it's having to work around the uh, problems. It's enough That's the struggle it. to survive in this world at the moment. I know, baby. Oh, if it is um, wet eggs everywhere, <laughs> I will say if it is if it does hew closer to the to the Resi Four tone, a bit mm-hmm. more action oriented. That would get me in probably because that's that's the style of Resi that has always worked for me. Right. Um, Whereas would, I prefer the creeping dread that yeah. Seven got so well. So, like I love Southern Gothic and I love that vibe. And Seven did so much for me that I was like, that I was into. It's the same with Outlast Two. I really love like witchy, culty, horrible countryside business. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. horrible. But I just can't play them. They just make me feel so horrible. <laughs> it's the so same, I just like, kind of watch them. Those, my favourite horror films are those sort of themes, and I love watching them, but yeah, it's mm-hmm. about playing them, I just don't, mm-hmm. don't enjoy it. Um, yeah, I get it. Yeah, Joe, would you rather play the whole of Resident Evil 8 or uh, bathe in wet eggs? I'd bathe in the wet eggs. <laughs> eggs. <laughs> well, because that would be a story. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they, I could dine out on that, so to speak. They haven't said anything about Resi 8 being VR, have they? Because obviously the whole of 7 no, was playable in VR. they haven't actually. Don't yeah, I've never a played thing. a VR horror game. I don't think I'd ever want to. I know that's... people who think Resi 7's VR is like still amongst the best implementations that they've mm-hmm. ever done. Um, Would you rather play Resi 8 in VR, Matt, or bathe in wet <laughs> I detest <laughs> eggs. I fucking hate them. Like... <laughs> I was I was I went um I braved the pandemic to visit my parents um the other week and I had to cook dinner for my dad and he wanted an egg. I've never cooked an egg in my life because I hate them. What's <laughs> what what style of egg to cook a fried egg? A fried egg. Oh that, that's an easy one. You just plop it in a pan. I burnt it first time. <laughs> I, I burnt it. it. <laughs> I burnt I'll tell you. Do you know what? It's hard to burn a wet egg. there you go that sounds like an old wives (laughs) saying it's hard to burn a wet egg right I um that's the title of the podcast isn't it 
<laughs> I can't effectively transition from wet eggs to uh, to our next topic. So Deathloop looks fucking amazing, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. Just sadder than ever that it's long way away. Yeah. Well, I mean, I said, this year, despite the fact I've been locked inside the same four walls, seems to be going relatively quickly. So that's true. We'll, we'll be. We'll it's, be it's still April, Matt. It's still, <laughs> it's still April. I'm sorry to break this to you. Oh my god. <laughs> we are Jesus. in we are in a loop, a death loop of wags. Oh, well um, tremendous. But yeah, um, I already was well into this game, but yeah, the things they added in this trailer with I never thought of it as like a puzzle game like that, as like, oh you have to get every people into yeah. place, otherwise you just won't be able to do it. Mm-hmm. Which is so very the, cool to me. For anybody that hasn't seen the trailer, what it explains is that... So we already knew that Deathloop was a case of... It, it's the Groundhog Day, and you have to kill all of the eight. seven targets, I think. Is it eight? Eight. Yeah. eight targets in that loop for you to effectively finish the game. And there's kind of like a slight roguelike element to that, that if you can't do it, you have to restart the day. Or if you get killed, mm-hmm. you do have a power that allows you to resurrect. But I think if you exhaust that power, then you have to start the loop again. Um, what we learn in this trailer is that there will not ever be enough time in the loop for you to kill all of those enemies. So you have to solve, uh, you have to effectively do immersive sim style work in the world to ensure some of those targets will be in the same place at the same time. Mm-hmm. Now, the trailer demonstrated two specific people and explained a specific way to do that. Mm-hmm. My idea, based on playing arcane games, is that is an example of many different ways you yeah. could do it. And it wouldn't have to be those two you could potentially do multiple things because I know some people are like, "Oh, is there only one solution to Deathloop?" They didn't say whether that's the case or not. I no. would imagine not. But yeah, this whole two birds with one stone bringing these characters, making sure that this character has a failed experiment in the morning mm-hmm. so that they will go to a party in the evening instead of sitting at home celebrating. And then that means that the person that runs the party that they're going to is also a target and being able to absolutely massacre that party. Yeah, that I love is... this. They were heavily playing off like knowledge is power, which is good. Because that's mm-hmm. the one thing I see about this game, like don't really know how long this loop is yet if it's like an hour maybe because like you have to be able to do it in a you don't want to stop halfway through a loop so it can't be overly long so i was thinking like if you're just really good at shooters could you just finish this game in an hour but obviously you can't because you need to gain all this knowledge Mm -hmm. and work it out yourself but so the one thing i'm still in uh, go on Oh, so that's a lot like Mooncrash, which is um, mm-hmm. Arcane's first attempt at doing a roguelike-ish design of game. And that has, rather than killing people, you're kind of saving people off the moon and getting them to get home. Mm-hmm. And the more you know about how that, how the moon is set out and where things are, that knowledge, as you say, is power. And then you get to condense the loop, make sure that less people die, get mm-hmm. more people off the moon. Like It's definitely, they learn a lot from that. But this is just a much more stylish, and obviously I think, I see this as it's not a straight immersive sim, it's kind of a puzzle combat immersive sim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's very exciting to me. The one thing we're not 100% sure is how the, so there's obviously this rival assassin, which seems mm-hmm. to be, we don't know, if you can play it co-op, so that can be another player, I don't know if, if you're playing well, it's offline, not, is it it's just not an AI? Co-op. Right, I so know it's not mean. co-op, it's, yeah, it's 1v1. So yeah. she comes in a bit like a Dark Souls invader, mm-hmm. but I sort of get the impression there's a little bit more to it than just being a Dark That's Souls That's what I was invader. thinking, like, do you think it's something like the the loop is once time runs out, she enters the game, maybe? and you're No, get- I, I think there's... 
she can be in the game at all times um and it's sort of be session based but to answer your question Mm. that she can be an ai if you don't want to play this with other people if you hate the idea of someone coming and ruining your game you can play it offline you will still have juliana turn up and try to ruin your game but she will be controlled by the ai that they've developed for her that's the mechanic i'm most intrigued by and we don't really know a lot but like yeah is she easy to kill can you just see her kill her and that's for the loop she's gone and yeah like how annoying would it be like say i just kept invading your game and just (laughs) killed you over and over again that (laughs) would be very frustrating for you i imagine yeah i mean (laughs) let's try it out when it comes out because i assume there will be a case of like do you just want to randomly invade a a person in like a quick play system or is there a person that you want to play against um so I guess, Cardi, let's, let's see nothing, who's the best. There's nothing like shooting your friends in games, is there? As, <laughs> as Joe's been finding out recently. Shut uh, your mouth. <laughs> is there a little bit of Warzone uh, contention there? We've, we've been playing yeah, a lot of been... gun game the last couple of nights. Right, I'm uh, very bad at it, especially when I've mode. had some wine. Mm. <laughs> I'm not good at gun I really yeah, like the concept of gun, gun game, game, but uh, that's not that's not my strongest suite. I'm much better at like capture points and stuff like that yeah. gunfight's way more for man. me i love a yeah, gunfight yeah. oh gunfight is okay, i hope that gunfight gun is in um black ops cold war because i think i think mm-hmm. that is one of the best ideas that cod have, have i'm hoping it is yeah. it's kind of baked into warzone and the gulag so i'm hoping they'll bring something over very true mm-hmm. oh, yeah. i love it right we also had some demon souls. Oh, a tasty treat! I love, I love feasting on the souls of the demons. <laughs> uh, obviously, I know that you guys are not are not huge no. console fans, but did you get anything out of this? I mean, uh, it looks fucking incredible. Yeah, like, it, it looks, looks beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. I'm, it. I don't think it. It's still not the thing that's going to make me go, "Oh, wow, next gen's unbelievable." But like. The work Bluepoint do on games is absurd. Mm-hmm. What are you laughing at, Cardi? Sorry, I just <laughs> said the word unbelievable and it brought back oh, I a, see. a clip that we'll never publish. Because <laughs> I said the word unbelievable badly. In a funny um, accent, yeah. It wasn't an accent, it was a voice that you <laughs> interpreted as an accent. I'm just putting that out there. Um, <sighs> but yeah, like, Bluepoint are just absurdly good at... Yeah, I love them. I don't, Shadow of the Colossus was like a towering achievement... Mm-hmm. Occasionally, literally, and Demon <laughs> Souls is—it it looks like a step beyond. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. Mm. My thing with what they've done here is like I love that remake of Shadow of the Colossus. It, as you say, an achievement. It still, even though they improve the controls, it still does play a little bit like a PS2 game, which is absolutely no problem because mm-hmm. that's exactly what it is. This looks like they have bought what modern Souls are back to a PS3 game. Like that character is clearly controlling so much better than like right. the movement is much smoother a hmm. little bit faster it looks like it's got that dark souls freeness to it um but like you say that it looks like a next gen souls game it really looks yeah. gorgeous i i don't have a lot of experience in demon souls because it was the first one i played um i got about half an hour into it and i was a much more impatient younger man at the time <laughs> and i mean i still don't have the patience to get through a lot of FromSoft games. There's only Bloodborne that I've managed to complete so far. Um, but I am looking forward to this being the next-gen game that lasts me for two years. Well, you've mm. got a refined palette now. This meal is more for your tasting. Like, <laughs> t- like ten years ago, maybe, you know, you wouldn't like this. Like, we all, we all change. And um, <laughs> the one thing I distract, I've never really seen much Demon Souls. I've only mm. ever seen before is, like, greeny blue mist. That's why I associate yeah. with that game. Um, 
But yeah, it did strike me how much that opening section looked like the opening section of Dark Souls 1. Like, I didn't realise it was quite that similar. Yeah, but, the kind of big fortress. Like, you, It's not the Asylum Demon, obviously. I can't mm-hmm. actually remember what that first boss is called. But he's got an Asylum Demon-esque Jabba yeah. the Hutt bottom body, big stubby claws... Um, I think they've both got at least long weapons if one's an axe and one's like a mace or something like that. But yeah, I think Demon Souls, at least this version of it, looks a little bit more verdant. It's kind of mm-hmm. l- like, like nice luscious green patches between the crumbly walls and stuff like that. Doesn't, but- yeah, doesn't Demon Souls area get a lot more sort of surrealistic in places and stuff as like, far as i know yeah, yeah. Like, this is completely going off people that i know that have told me about how it pans out um i'm excited it's got lots of weirder system i think it's a lot more obtuse than dark souls which is saying something um but there are there's like a, like a light and dark system that i've heard about that sounds very interesting that now i've got the patience for it i'm looking forward to getting about a third into it before i don't play yeah. it anymore i'll do my thing i'll try it for an hour and then realize yet again it's not for me mm-hmm. tell you something that we're not just going to be playing for an hour mm. god of war what well, i, I hope it's ragnarok more than it must be called ragnarok <laughs> yeah yeah i was thinking about that would they just call it god of war 2 but i don't think they would because no it would it's got to be confusing. like ragnarok is such an important part of the mythology and like it already felt it was building to something like mm-hmm. that so mm. yeah um god of war is probably contesting with bloodborne for my game of the generation I think it's so, getting very close to me for being just my favourite game. Like, the more I think about it and the more I see of it, I'm just like, I don't know if it does get much better than that, to be honest. So my housemate is playing it for the first time, and, like, I sat down for about half an hour to watch him through, and he was still in just a very early area. But, God, like, it's just, it looks stunning. It's written so well. Like, mm-hmm. even at that point where they haven't got the, like, the, the bonds between Atreus and Kratos mm-hmm. isn't great at that point, but it's still really well written, and you kind of mm. you can see mm-hmm. the heart that's under the surface it's oh, the way that it again that's a game that i think you know cory balrog has definitely played dark souls and seen what those interconnected areas can do and built a much more you know friendly version of dark souls but the way it builds on all those myths and stuff i just i can't praise it yeah. enough. and yeah there's not really we don't like i do you think they put 2021 i would be shocked if that game is out next year mm. I, mean, I mean i'd love it if it was they've had a long old time with it i don't know they have i, I don't think it's just... necessarily impossible but i, but I, I only agree. showed I a, I, if it's coming out next year i don't know i maybe more than the logo maybe it's just the fact they only showed a logo i'm like oh that's that's miles mm. off i mean but, that's what i guess it's because we've got used to a lot of developers doing that when it's miles off i I'd love it if they were just like, it's coming out in two months, here's what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Amazing, yeah. Like, I have a big sw- There's no reason to doubt that that game won't be good, is there? So, mm-hmm. there we go. Yes, right. Please. So that was that was PS5. One thing I was surprised about from that uh, showcase is that we didn't see what the console does beyond play games. Like, I was expecting the UI, mm. I was expecting like, oh, it's it's got something maybe similar to the pause and resume system mm-hmm. that the xbox has got like i still don't know what my console can do but i guess at the end of the day if i think they the just games, wanted okay to go it. games 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 and yeah. that's mm-hmm. the one thing they know they have over xbox is the yeah. first party games at the moment there's a couple of things we haven't ta- talked about uh, ps plus collection which i think oh, is yeah. actually amazing mm-hmm. um 
I mean, I've played most of those games, to be fair. Yeah. But, but if you're coming over from Xbox, that is an incredible deal. Mm-hmm. That's, so. like, very, very cool. And we haven't really discussed the price. Like, yes. Oh, yeah, of course. Three, um, what is it? Three, five, nine, and then and four, four, fifty. Four, yeah. Mm-hmm. Four, four, nine. Um, so I believe we've all dropped in pre-orders for our disc drive yeah, versions just of the console. For more, like, if I didn't need the disc potentially for work, I think I would go digital. Yeah, me too. I just mm-hmm. download games now anyway. I can't, the last time I physically bought a disc, it must be like three years at this point. Also, it, yeah. it looks nicer without the disc drive. It like, does. As we've said before, why does yep. a console have a hump? Um, <laughs> but I still think it's a disgusting looking console. Also, have you seen how fucking big it is? Yeah. yeah. It's stupid. I'm not like, because I've got a, a, like an entertainment unit that fits currently an Xbox One and a PS4 together in one shelf i'm not gonna be able to do that anymore because it'll be three quarters of the shelf will be taken up this fucking what i am hoping is that like they look like big radiators i'm hoping that hopefully it doesn't well you want it big enough to be a radiator so it looks (laughs) like you've just got a radiator in your house but it's actually a console i'm just hoping it's quiet because my god have i been playing like call of duty and avengers are the games i'm playing the most at the moment and they make such a noise it's ridiculous like People over headphones on Michael. Like, have you got a fan on? Like, yeah, that was just me playing the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's um, but I think it's yeah, it's a good price. I'm, I'm yeah, I was yeah. increasingly convinced it would not hit that level, and then when it did, I was like, good on them, yeah. fair play. Well, honestly, both of them, I I genuinely at one point assumed that they'd be six fifty, mm. just because there's a lot of power in these consoles, like a ridiculous amount, and I'm currently pricing up a new PC, and I'm looking at spending two grand on a PC. Jesus. Which, which obviously, like, is... Uh, they, obviously, a PC will be a lot better than a, than, a, than a console, but fundamentally, they do the same thing. They ray trace, they play the same games, they'll look relatively similar. Like, I didn't think you'd be able to fit or price up at what they're doing it yeah. at, at that level. Like, mm-hmm. I think... Yes, I guess for some people that might be a high entry point to a new generation. I don't necessarily think you have to jump in right now because there's not a huge amount mm. to be mm-hmm. coming in for, but I'm I'm pretty happy with the price point they've dropped. Yeah, I am. I don't know, like pre-orders were obviously a bit of a mess. I was lucky enough mm. to go on Amazon yesterday morning at nine and it was fairly smooth there, but yeah, I, got I don't know what game. the pros yeah, I don't know what the process will be for more coming live. Well it looks like yeah. right now it seems like they're selling out and yeah. mm-hmm. And it is I, like it's impossible to buy one. It's not like game are gaming you and sort of like <laughs> saying like drop us a pre order. We'll see if you can get one. You cannot get them on game anymore. So I at least feel confident that now I've got one in. I think it's going to turn up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but obviously, I was there. At like I think it was quarter to midnight on that night that I ordered mine. So I was there pretty soon. Mm-hmm. It's just like if you didn't know that that was going to happen, if you woke up the next morning and you were, you know, a game customer, like loyal to game or whatever, you you weren't going to get one. Yeah. Uh, well, it looks like Xbox will be a lot smoother anyway. Is it twenty mm-hmm. second? I think they said eight a.m. It'll go live yeah. everywhere. It's the plan They're... until someone breaks that. But there we go. <laughs> well, <laughs> Who yeah. knows? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Delightful. <laughs> Everything's good. I'm for full. PS5. I am full. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a game that I think. Joe was very excited for when yeah. it turned up at uh, Nintendo's uh, Mini Direct the other day. Disgaea. Is Monster Hunter <laughs> on Switch. Hey, people say so nice th- things about Disgaea. I've never played it, but or Disgaea? Mm. I don't know. Disgaea, but don't Monster know. Hunter Rise. Mm. Yes. Rise. Rise. They've, they've finally 
cottoned on to all of 2014's taglines for games and movies. Um, yeah, Monster Hunter Rise looks good. It, it's a so if you haven't seen it, it is a Switch seemingly Switch exclusive um, Monster Hunter game, which is something that they've been sort of half promising for a little while. Um, what's interesting about it is, well, a it's got a dog you can ride. That's pretty good. <laughs> a palamute, um, palamute, um, and you can have two of them at once, which oh. is fucking great. Uh, it's got a lot more verticality. There's like wall running. You can grapple um, into thin air with these weird bugs. But what's particularly interesting to me, and they haven't gone into full detail about this, they've said areas you go to are fully open, which is the same as Monster Hunter World. Monsters will have fights, which is the same as Monster Hunter World. And these are the things they were saying were the reasons Monster Hunter World couldn't come to Switch. They were saying it is too big, it is too powerful, you can't run it on Switch, we can't make the game. So it feels like what they've done instead of giving up and just making a traditional Monster Hunter game with, like, bespoke mini-areas and, like, really kind of potted arenas mm-hmm. to fight in, is they've just gone, well, we'll just make the version of World that will run properly on Switch. So it looks quite ugly. Like, that has to be that has mm-hmm. to be put out there. But it's doing the stuff that Switch owners were hoping they would get all the, yeah. you know, for the last few years. And that's kind of incredible. It, I... I have no idea how it's going to play. It looks like combat's a lot faster, which I'm not totally sold on. Like, the combat in Monster Hunter is defined by being extremely deliberate and, like, dance-like, and I'm not sure what throwing wild, like, extra jumping abilities and stuff in there will do to it. Mm. They've been pushing a little bit towards that in recent games, but never this far, as far as I can tell. Um, So... I'm slightly cautious about that. I'm also slightly cautious about the fact that there seems to be loads of English voice acting and it's quite embarrassingly shit at the moment. Oh, so, no. hey, bud, let's get on a dog ride. Come it on. It looks like it's kind of what... Because Monster Hunter was, before World, was it's always been handheld, hadn't it? And uh, Not always, wait, but for a very long time. For a very long time, okay. But that's what I always... Because World was the first Monster Hunter I played, that's what always associated those games with was like jump in for half an hour and an hour on a handheld and fight yeah. a monster so yeah. it looks like they're going back to that a bit i probably will actually give it a go because i never finished monster Hunter well but i did play a good like 20 30 hours and yeah you were archery archery yeah i kind of regret that because it wasn't that fun it's, uh, i it's, wish i had a big sword <laughs> well that's I, so monster hunter does at least it's not like an avengers thing where you kind of have to main one like mm. you can switch about quite easily um and uh, yeah i think Archery is one of those ones where it's like, do it if you're playing with friends, but have a have a a, a main weapon for single player as well. Yeah. Um, but and it's out in March, so like, yeah, I am. Yeah, I'm super super excited for this. Do we like, know if this one is single happy. player or is can you play with friends? It's, it's all of the above. Like, yeah, oh, nice. so it's the same as all monst- most recent monster hunters, where it's like there will be a single player. You you'll be able to do both basically the entire way through. They're pretty nice. open about that stuff. Yeah. Do you um, care much about yeah. the other Monster Hunter game? So I never played Monster Hunter Stories. Um, it is Stories, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. This, yeah, yeah which yeah. is a more like traditional JRPG story-led version of Monster Hunter with sort of cartoony aesthetic. But people said it was really, really good. I just never got to it. So as long as this doesn't connect too much, mm-hmm. I'm quite into it. I think it looks beautiful. Like, it's it looked a really like a Zelda game. game to me. I was, I said to you last night, I was like, are they announcing like Monster Hunter in Hyrule or something? Like It looked... <laughs> weirdly Zelda-like, but yeah, I, I like the look of it. Oh, yeah. Out of the two, this is the one that I actually think I'm more interested in. Mm. Like, I, I quite enjoyed World. Uh, I think 
for me, a lot of my enjoyment from Will came out of how graphically lush it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I don't think I'm going to feel that on the, on the Switch with no. Rise, so I'm less fussed there. I quite like the idea of a story-led game about not necessarily just going out and slaughtering monsters, but actually like having a bond with them yeah. and riding around on the back of a Raphalos and stuff like that. I'm interested in that side, so... I feel that's probably the one I'll give a go. And that's later nice. in 2021, I think. Mm-hmm. But they say they're yeah. going to collab... Like, they called it a collaboration, but, like... Or, I can't remember. Some sort There's of word. There's some sort of connection but between the, yeah, the two. Yeah, I'm quite interested in what that will mean. Um, There's I monsters doubt it will in be both, huge, probably. There are monsters in both. You're absolutely right. Um, I it. But, yeah, I, yeah. What a good day that was. Little Monster yeah. Hunter Day. I fucking yeah. love those. That was unexpected. Mm-hmm. Tell you where else there's some monsters. There's a game used to be known as Gods and Monsters. It's now called Immortal course, Phoenix Rising. It, yeah. Yes. And we're still not 100% sure why they changed the name, but there's different reasons out there. They're but, saying yeah. it's not because Monster Energy told them to change the name, but <laughs> it feels like it was. I wouldn't um, change that name unless I had to, because I thought Gods and Monsters was a terrific game. A uh, name. And it, mm-hmm. do you know what? It does look a terrific <laughs> game. <laughs> yeah. We're doing the IGN so, first on it at the moment. Matt's oh, yeah, that yeah. up for us. So there's plenty of exclusive interviews that you can you can get from us over this well say over this month over what's left of the month yep. we're almost mm-hmm. at the end of it but we're doing our best to bring you as best a look as we can both yep. me and Joe have played it mm. Cardi has edited quite a few videos on I've it now seen so a lot of it now yes. it looks Joe what are you feeling I for some reason I thought we'd already talked about this on the podcast ah. I think it's I think it's fantastic like yeah I played what two hours and. I've said this to so many people, I think this is why I think I've already talked about it. Like, <laughs> it shouldn't be as easy as saying it's half Assassin's Creed Odyssey and it's half Zelda Breath of the Wild, but it actually is, and it really works. Like, because mm-hmm. I did Odyssey this year during... That was my lockdown game. Like, I just powered through that game. And it's... Like, I really enjoyed a lot about it, but what I love about this is it takes that feeling of, like that journey and that like openness but it's just you're stumbling across things constantly like there's a puzzle right next to a dungeon right next to a story mission right next to Mm -hmm. like it it just feels like there's almost no dead space um anywhere Mm -hmm. in this world and the fact that you can climb everything in the zelda way makes it feel that much more like you're constantly on the verge of finding something and it doesn't Just mark everything on the map. You have to go into, like, essentially binoculars mode and mark everything yourself so you're really getting a sense of, like, I found that, I'm going to that one. Oh, I found this on the way to that, and that will help me with this. And then the rewards for those puzzles and the rewards for those challenges are meaningful. Like, you get really good gear from... I I think... I played for two hours. I think I earned about, like, six or seven different bits of, like, actually meaningfully different gear um, that was changing how I was playing. And I was, like... That's so good. In so many games are doing this fucking like I mean, we like Avengers, but it has a mm. shit boring loot system that no one really pays attention to. And this is the absolute antithesis of that, where it feels like everything you're getting actually means something. Um mm-hmm. yeah, I I can't wait. I think it's really cool. Mm-hmm. I'm on a similar page to you, Joe. Like, I I got I mean just over two hours I managed to get out of the demo and had an absolute blast with it. Um it is to a to a point it is shamelessly like breath of the wild in certain yeah. areas like the way that you Good. pick things up <laughs> well yeah exactly when you pick things up you've got like the power is done in like a yellow yeah. kind of magic sort of thing which is very like the magnet but it's a case of like as, as i was saying to you joe like 
Zelda takes a lot from Assassin's Creed mm-hmm. to to create the basis of its world. Like everybody can share a bit at this mm-hmm. this big banquet. Like, let's, let's bring that. Oh, we're we've had the meal. We've had the meal. If it, <laughs> like, if, we're sitting me, by the fire now with a glass of wine. If you're gonna, this this is such a loaded term, and it shouldn't. Well, it shouldn't be in this case. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna rip off a game. Rip off Breath Take of the Wild. Best. It's the best yeah. game ever made by my by my <laughs> for my money. Like, yeah. just, I wish more people were stealing from Breath of the Wild. Like, um, that's why I'm interested so in that right. Genshin Impact because it's like, yeah. someone's actually bothered to completely steal Breath of the Wild while I can't <laughs> play more Breath of the Wild. Good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the thing that I found is is that it, it's got a slightly different approach to puzzles. Like, it doesn't feel like it's just lifted Zelda's puzzles. They're no. very similar. But they are their own thing. And the one thing that I love about it is so when you're exploring that world, like Joe says, like you are constantly coming across things. So it actually feels like it's been slightly more sculpted than Breath of the Wild's yep. world. Breath of the Wild feels like it's the one of the few games I've played where it genuinely felt like I was in a real place, even though it looks like a cartoon, because mm. it's so organic the way. This is much more structured, which makes sense because it's an island built effectively by gods. Yeah. Um, but the thing I love about it is, is some of the puzzles are like Zelda shrines where they're like a little mini volcano in the world. You dive into it, you go into the Greek underworld and you do a self-contained puzzle that gives you extra stamina at the end, which makes you, which means that you can do cooler God fueled attacks. Mm. You can glide for longer, you know, there's all bits like that, but then there are just puzzles in the world. And some of them are kind of like, Hey, you can slow down your arrow and control it mid flight and you've got to fly it through like lots of hoops. So there are small contained ones like that. But then there's these, one that I played that probably took me three quarters of an hour to actually complete, which is this multifaceted, imagine like a big checkerboard on the ground and you had to replicate a uh, a constellation on it by fitting these big blue orbs into the slots. Mm. But each of those orbs came out of a, were the reward for completing a puzzle in the section Ooh, of this kind I didn't of do that. broken down fortress. And so each wall of the fortress was its own puzzle. And going around and doing those, and those like, were genuinely taking me about 10 minutes each to do. Mm. But it was this wonderful thing of where, like, if I decided that I'd just kind of done enough of it for the moment, I could go off and do something, and everything I'd done, even to the point of where where I'd left broken bits of puzzle, would still be there when I came back. It's not like there was a caching issue or anything. So it's just like, if there is a puzzle that you feel like, you know what, when I've got a bit more stamina, I'll be able to maybe cheese this a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Like, Go off, power yourself up, come back. There's, I think I, I really talk. like that. It does. It does a really nice, kind of connected to the like the wider finding of those things. Like it, it does a thing that I really like. I've been trying to kick around this idea for ages because I found I found it in Breath of the Wild and I found it in Mad Max, where it's like open world games that make their horizon more interesting than their map. Like mm-hmm. so many open world games are focused on like look at the map, go to that place, go to that place, go to that place, and that's fine. But like. Games where you look out and you see something, you're like, I just want to fucking go there. I don't know what that is. And that's and you don't even check the map because you're just like, well, I'm going to that. So mm-hmm. the bit that always sticks to me, sticks with me, is the Zelda one right at the thing. I think it's the east edge of the map. And it's just this weird spiral of sand. And it like and you have to work your way around, fight all the little monsters on the way, and then you get to the middle and it's a little th- reward. And you're like, mm-hmm. that is a landmass built entirely so that i can see it from afar and go what the fuck is going on over there i'm gonna go and see and immortals has that same thing where it's like i stared across the horizon and there was a giant statue of a scorpion you're like there is something weird under that scorpion obviously or there's an island that i can't seem to get to by normal means and so i found 
a place where I could fly to it. And when you get there, there's like a little temple. And in that temple, there's a little, uh, like, a uh, lyre that plays as in the instrument, not a man. Um, and uh, <laughs> a not an evil lyre. man. <laughs> um, and it plays a song. And then it says, somewhere in the world, there's a giant lyre and you can play that song on it now that you know the tune. And that will be a reward. And then I found that giant liar later on, and I played that tune, and I got a reward. And I was like, this is so rewarding just for looking at things, just like going mm-hmm. and being interested. And yeah, I, I'm very excited about having that feeling again, where it's just, there's yeah. always something just over there. Like, it's really cool. That <laughs> island reminds me a lot of, you know, in Breath of the Wild, there's an island that's off the coast, and it's, a, it's made up of a giant labyrinth. Oh, yeah, it's like yeah, a yeah, big yeah. square box. And that is one of those things where you have to power link up to be able to actually make the journey mm. there. Um, and that, you know, I, obviously I, f- I can see a bit of inspiration there. But yeah, learning. I couldn't get to that island in Immortals the first time. And then I went and brewed a load of uh, stamina potions and was just necking stamina potions <laughs> all the way back. Yeah. I have no idea how I get back. Oh, I guess you could fast travel. Yeah. There we go. That's pretty good. Um, yeah, I oh, can't wait for this game. It's cool. It's out in December as well. It sounds like a perfect mm-hmm. Christmas game to me. Yeah. yeah, it's taken over my excitement for. I was excited for Valhalla. Like it's a it's a Viking based Assassin's Creed, and I love Assassin's Creed. I have a feeling that this is going to be the one that I'll be playing over that. Mm. Mm-hmm. I agree. Right, Cardi, do you want to give us a quick update on where well, you yeah, are? Because at the moment, nothing to... is taking over Avengers in my life. I'm still going oh. strong. I've slowed down a little bit this week, so I hit my 150 power level with Iron Man. If you want to applaud, applaud. It's fine. Um, you can also just, you know, pity me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I've also got a level 139 Black Widow because. Oh, jeez. <laughs> in the time I haven't played, you've gone above my highest character. <laughs> I've just been having fun. Uh, I'm still playing. It's nice because there's lots of different people I can play with at different times, so I can constantly play with people. It's yeah, amazing. It's a worry, isn't it? And um, it looks like the first Aim Secret Lab may drop this weekend. There's rumours it may drop, which is like a high level raid like experience. With it's it's a thing actual that actually puzzles. makes it a, the point of having a high level character. Because yeah. as you said, when you hit 150 with Iron Man. It literally became pointless to play as him anymore. Yeah, which I didn't is play as very him. Yeah. shit. Yeah, um, but how, yeah, how, if that drops. How much have we talked about Avengers on here already? I forget because we talked like a bit about it, like the first week it came out. Because it is object. We have to point out it's objectively bad in so yeah, many ways. But, but yeah. something about it really has. I don't know. Me. Yeah, I don't know. It's this the more thing I play where it, so- the more I like it. Yeah, it's like I play as Cap, and I haven't played it anywhere because my Cap is the only character that I really play as, and he's level a hundred and something at the moment, like quite low hundreds. But when you chuck the shield and it carries someone away, mm. and the shield is covered in pin particles, so when they land on the other side of the room, they are now only six inches high. Yeah, that is very satisfying. Mm-hmm. Everything else, like I don't even think that much of the campaign, which is the place that a lot of people really like mm-hmm. it. I think it runs out of steam about halfway through, but. It's been the building of my Captain America that I've got the joy out of and playing it with you guys. Because yeah. like, your Thor is amazing, Joe. Oh, you're damn right he is. I love him. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, man, pinning people. That, like, and you do get those little moments, like the carrying away. Like, I really find it funny watching one of you fighting someone and then just throwing Mjolnir at them and just taking them away from nice. you. <laughs> and then we all just want, run up to the wall they're stuck to and just pummel them to death. It's so funny. <laughs> oh, man, it's a great game. I'm well into it. I mean, it's yeah, not so a great that... game. It's just a fun game. No. Mm. It's very fun, though, and yeah. I'm enjoying it. And if the uh, if the lab does drop this weekend, I've got plans in place already. I feel like one of these people that had, like, 
proper little like destiny groups it's like mm. oh we going in at this time and doing it like yeah. i've got that i feel like i've got i'm like Mates. in a little elite club <laughs> i know mm. it's, it's just what it's like to have friends yeah. we should transition to ghosts when that goes i'm interested in ghosts yeah. multiplayer as well so Legends. um tell you what i also hope is a fun game the endless search this week oh yeah inside it's a uk agn crew yeah yeah, yeah, and the ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you inside. I got a question for you. Hold tight, the DJ, we're coming through. Yeah, yeah, and the ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you inside. I got a question for you. Is it in the search? Joe, what you got for me? Uh, let wait a second, for God's sake. Um, I've got to <laughs> find the man who sent it to us because he, he wrote a little he wrote a little message on it. Hello, hello. Oh, it's in the meantime. Simon Baisley. <laughs> uh, Simon Baisley wrote in uh, originally to tell us off about Defoe's penis not being an antichrist, but then at the end said, did some fact-checking and found out uh, he does actually have a very big dick. So you're right, he's very <laughs> blessed. The Green Goblin swings on. Um, <laughs> uh, he also wanted to say... And I haven't heard anyone talk about this, really, since it came out. I also wanted to say that The World According to Jeff Goldblum is an uplifting, wholesome gem that people should watch to add a bit of joy to their day. Okay. I didn't realise. Um, and he said, are there any uplifting shows you guys can recommend? I think we kind of did that with Joe Perra and, um, mm-hmm. yeah, we did some light. Yeah, I think it was, what, two weeks ago? Um, yeah. So just listen to that. Uh, but he also sends in an endless search. Um He's come up with two. We're going to go with the first one, which is called Personal Effects, which I think is good. Unfortunately, not based on the smash hit 2009 film starring Ashton Kutcher and Michelle Pfeiffer, this is where contestants have to guess the video game by the items that are carried or touched by the protagonist. Touched? You know. (laughs) A little touch (laughs) of the item. Uh, Whilst the quiz idea is original, the scoring system isn't. It's the usual five points for the first clue, four for the second, and so on. I I have six games... I've not, I've not really vetted this, so let's hope it's good. Um, it looks I'm good. Gonna, Matt's going to bat me on this one. Matt knows his items. Do you reckon? Do I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've, I've seen you collect items, mate. Okay. <laughs> Little hoarder. Game number one. Item number one. Dog bowl. Fallout three. Correct. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> if in doubt. Bethesda. <laughs> what? That's mad. I mean, there definitely, there definitely are dog balls in Fallout, so... <laughs> well done. I'll go through the rest. <laughs> the Terrible Shotgun, Instamash, Gek, yeah. and T-51B Power Armor. Dog ball was right, a guess, okay. but Instamash, I, w- I, w- I definitely knew Instamash. I'm going to yeah. move some of these around in the next one, because I think the first one's too easy. Come on, you're supposed to be a hoarder. <laughs> Game. I mean... <laughs> Game two. Handkerchief. Bioshock Infinite? No. Handkerchief. Uh, Disco Elysium? No. Bandana. Um, GTA 5? Nope. Broken Sword Shadow of the Templars? Nope. Ration. Oh, that one. What's the game of rations? The game of rations. <laughs> Ration. 
It's... Oh. Mm. oh, this that's <laughs> annoying. I feel like I know this. I th- yeah, I don't know. Pal card key. Sorry, say that again. Pal, Pal card. card key. P A L card key. This is annoying oh. me. This one. Hmm. Trying to think card of a game key. work because ration sounds like a health boosting thing, yeah. but also a game where you can use a handkerchief and a bandana, <laughs> and a card, which I would assume were junk items that you'd sell on at a vendor. Say card or car key. Card. Card. Card key. Uh, um, I'm trying to think, yeah. So I think card key. Metal Gear Solid 3? It suggests modern or future, doesn't it? Say again, Metal Gear Gear Solid 3, 4, 5. No, Metal Gear. Not saying that. Metal Gear 1 or (laughs) 2? It's not Metal Gear. (laughs) What? (laughs) Well... That's a separate series, Metal Gear. Oh, Metal Gear Solid one. Metal or two, Gear then. Solid. Jesus, correct. <laughs> I'm you what I meant. That is yeah. co- that is me playing by the you, rules. Okay, it is technically correct. You get two points. The final one was a cardboard box. Uh, right. okay. Oh, Cardi, steam in here, seven to zero. They can change in an instant. This one. Oh, I'm quite. I think one of you could get this pretty quickly. Maybe not immediately. Game three. Pot. Pot. What sort of pot? A pot. <laughs> is it drugs? <laughs> Zelda Breath of the Wild? It's not. Pot. He does touch those. Yeah. Very into pots, isn't he? He loves it. Pot. Little pot pervert. <laughs> I mean, you can pick up a pot in a lot of games, probably. Skyrim? No. <laughs> Carrot cake. Mm. Carrot cake. Got my head. This is mm. one of the best cakes, of course. And if you disagree, it's good cake. You're a child. That's fine. That's fine. I'm, it's in the mid range of cakes for me. Oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't leave it if it was on the feast. I'll have a nibble. <laughs> uh, carrot cake in a game. Uh, I don't know. Cooking Mama. <laughs> no. No. Overcooked? No. <laughs> Red Herring. Is this... Monkey oh, Island? This is Monkey Island. Secret of Monkey Island. Secret uh, of Monkey Island. Just said Monkey yeah. Island. You can't, you can't just say the Monkey Island. Uh, that is... All right, the Red Herring. Yeah, I know exactly where you get that. That's, yeah, on, me that's too. outside the chef's... But I can't... I can't think about the carrot cake. No, so I, I know the pot as well because that's part. Uh, you can wear it on your head, can't you? The pot. Mm-hmm. Carrot cake. Rubber chicken was coming, wasn't it? Uh, well, the second one, uh, the fourth one, sorry, head of the navigator, mm-hmm. and then yeah. rubber chicken with a pulley in the middle. Right. Carrot cake, oh, monkey good. island. Show me the money, that? Google. Three. Uh, Someone had been gifted a carrot cake by his aunt Tilly. Otis. I think he's the man in the in the cake in the oh, prison. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. He traded the cake for some gopher repellent. And you have to get him out with the grog, don't you? Pour it on the lock. Sensible game. Uh right. <laughs> game four. I nearly just said the name of the game. Sword key. Oh. Quite a specific. Kingdom Hearts? Item. No. Sword key. 
Oh, I know that from something. It's not coming to mind though. So if you want to square crank. Oh, I know this. It's not dishonored then. No. Sword key. Square crank. Oh, what if I? What square crank? This is bugging me. This one. Uh, no, it's not coming. What's the next one? Mooncrest. Oh, is this Resident Evil 2? Oh. Mooncrest. 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 Oh, fuck, what? Oh. Is it Resident Evil 4? <laughs> Is it a Resident Evil, Joe? Three, two... Seven. One. Resident Evil 1. Resident Evil 1. <laughs> uh, that's... Got that one quicker. Three? Oh, I think that's it. That... Oh, no, 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 we've got two more after this. No, 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 no. Okay. Um, I'm going to do some shifting around on this next one as well. Oh, yeah, Green Herb First Aid Spray. Um, right. Game five. I'm going to add one that isn't there. Uh, I'm going to do some shifting. Right. Soup ladle. Skyrim ladle. Nope. Oblivion. Nope. (laughs) Ancient shaft. Feel like Willem Dafoe. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, is this Breath of the Wild? It is Breath of the Wild. That's big. Yeah. That's big. He's absolutely slamming it. Uh, that was followed by Baked Fortified Pumpkin. And then, I think this is probably a bit easy, Master Sword highly <laughs> Shield. It could have taken a while. There's a lot of Zeldas. Yeah, could true. Have. What do you, do you Do you use the shaft as a... It's one of the crafting bits you get out of Guardians to make, like, right. um, ancient armour, ancient sure. bits. Ancient bits. This one... I think you, I think you'll get pretty quickly. <laughs> well, uh, this, on, well, this is hard. Wait a second. Oh. I'm just... <gasps> yeah. I'm going to simplify the answer because I, I like, think it's a I bit... I will say, I like this game. Yeah, I think it's, it's a really a good, good game. game. I think this one is a bit too hard in the way he's compartmentalised the game. So I'm going to okay. I'm going to simplify, just so everyone's clear. Yay. Napoleon blown apart. I feel like I should, if I know the game, that's a pretty. I mean, that sounds like a ratchet and clank gun to me. Um, ratchet and clank. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just as a, it's not armed and dangerous, is it's it? It's not. I'm sorry. Blown apart. Just trying Borderlands? to think of games that have got mad guns. Borderlands 2, Borderlands 3? No. No. Uh, I don't know. Okay. Headmaster's Key. School. Is this Bully? No. 
Master. Game with a school. Hmm. I'm not sure. Okay. Remote explosive rubber duck. Red. Oh. What is that from? That rings a big bell. Is it something recent that you think, Cardio? I don't know. No, I'm not. In my head, that's not recent, but. Oh, so that sounds the like almost key has thrown me off a lot. Yeah, is it? It's not. It's not. Um, no one lives forever, is it? Huh? No one. Lives no, forever. it isn't. No. Is it, I'm trying to think of those games that have got like those slightly silly spy gadgets, mm. like worms, <laughs> hogs of war. What's the headmaster's key? That's hogs what's throwing of me off. Uh, have to move on. I think no. ICA-19 Silver Ballers. Oh, this is Hitman. It is Hitman. Uh, mm -hmm. That's the rubber duck. Of course, course the, the rubber, rubber duck. duck. Oh, the bloody rubber bloody duck. duck. <laughs> That's two points uh, for Matt. Headmaster's key, though, is... I'm trying to... There's not a game... There's not a level in that. Uh, I believe it's in the Marrakesh level. I've looked it up. <laughs> Clarice. Um, <laughs> it's turned into Anthony Hopkins for a bit. Uh, toughens the nipples, doesn't it? The, uh, right, so that is big-ass score for Cardi. We're looking at 9, 11, 14 to 5. Ooh. I'm sorry to say. Good game, though. I really like that. I like the Personal game, effects. Yeah, I could see us doing that again oh, very, very soon. As can I. Thank you, Simon Baisley. Let's do some feedback. Yeah, let's, let's do that. Uh, who's first? Matt is. Oh, so, it's Matt. That's oh. me. I've got one in from Zach Toms, who says, Evening, IGN UK crew. Hello. It's actually morning where we are, but... Uh, it's the afternoon now, actually. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, thanks for the hours of entertainment during this shitty period. My feedback is about a rumour mill that surrounds video games. I distinctly remember the time when I was seven years old, I was into games, but not quite immersed in the hobby yet. I had a Game Boy Colour and was quite content to just play whatever my parents got me for my birthday. My friend, however, was a lot more involved, reading a huge amount of games magazines. Anyway, I remember him on the playground one day telling me how excited he was for the Xbox to be launched. He kept going on about how powerful it was and all the games on it that were going to look amazing. I remember being polite and nodding along, however, internally, I thought he was making all this stuff up just to show off. To my seven-year-old brain, the Xbox sounded too ridiculous. It is. <laughs> like something that you would only see in the movies. <laughs> I thought he just made up the name to sound cool. Boy, was I wrong. So my question to you is this. What's the wildest rumour that you've ever heard surrounding gaming and that you thought was too ludicrous to be true, yet eventually turned out to be an actual thing that happened? Ooh. Keep up all the good work. I, I don't think know if I've got... Go on. Like, it's a fairly recent one, and we still haven't seen any actual proof of it, but... George R. R. Martin working with From Software to make a video game. <laughs> like, when that first popped up, I was just like, oh, this is just one of those things that people say on the internet. And then he found out mm. it's true. You're like, fucking hell, <laughs> that's really weird. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. I think... Um, My memory for this like, stuff when is I was a, I remember there's a lot of rumours, like, that weren't actually true, that I kind of semi-believe. Like, everyone had that, like, there was those kids at school who would just bullshit. Um, I mean, Luigi like, being in Mario 64 as well is 
fairly yeah. is one of those. I mean, it's not that it's too ludicrous to be true, but it is one of those rumours that it's been mm-hmm. decades. It's ridiculous. I remember like when I was, I must have been like 11, like when I, I still played FIFA before I had the few year switch to Pez when it was good. Mm. Um, someone telling me that like in Pro Evo you can like download like any team, like you could have a team full of, I don't know, like what was cool at the time, like I don't know. Every, they could all be like a Dragon Ball Z team and every different player was a Dragon Ball Z like you could download any team from like the internet and like players them was like that was just and like Pokemon like you could have Pikachu and that stuff like that's just nonsense so it turns out yes you could edit the player names and give them yellow hair but <laughs> yeah. you could not actually make them look like <laughs> Pikachu <laughs> I mean, I get the closest I've got. It's not even a rumor. It was just a case of like I spent most of my kind of like teenage years with everybody going, oh, oh, that they'll make they'll remake Final Fantasy, and it's just like no, they're never going to remake Final Fantasy mm. VII. It's just never going to happen. And then it did, but that wasn't a rumor. That was just a case of everybody wishing, and then it eventually happening because of the power of prayer. Really. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I can't. Th- I'd love to know some other ones that people can come up with. IGN yeah, underscore yeah, UK feedback in. at IGN dot com. Um, but yeah, I think that's. I mean, Microsoft making a console was a bit mad at the time. Um, I do remember that. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Not sure. Hard to say. Oh. Go on, Cardi. Another. We got Cardi. Oh, I've got feedback, and it is from. Paul Moore, who says, hi... It actually says, hey... Sorry, that's a misquote. Hey, IGN pod bods. I like that. Uh, yeah. A few weeks ago, Matt, I think it was, recommended Joe Perra Talks with you. I believe you it did. It was me. Mm. I gave it a whirl on all four and had a very strange reaction. I started out laughing at Joe, an odd, quiet, lonely, quiet teacher. This is Joe Perra, not yes. Joe here. <laughs> uh, quiet, lonely, quiet teacher, showing us his rock collection and awkwardly dancing at a wedding. Next, I began to pity the poor chap, but eventually began to really admire his thoughtfulness, kindness, and sweet nature. I found myself hooked to the point where if anything bad happens to him in the show now, I think I would genuinely burst into tears. Correct. Are there any characters in games, films, or TVs with an arc or presentation that strongly changed your initial impression or really made you feel for them? Uh, Lane Price in Mad Men. When he turns up, Mm. you're like, fuck off, and by the end, you're like... That was one of the best characters I've ever watched on TV. Yeah, that's uh, weird. I ha- so good. I was going to say uh, a similar thing. I'd say for me, Wesley in Buffy and Angel. Wesley turns up in Buffy in season three, I think, as this just intolerable English toff. Mm-hmm. And by the time like his arc finishes in Angel, he's just turned into this completely sort of badass demon killer. <laughs> And like he's just he, his arc is incredible, and like it sounds like it's cheesy, but it's in that classic Joss Whedon way where he manages it to do it very comic booky, but it's got an awful lot of heart and meaning to mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Like he's just excellent. I say we're only two seasons in. I'm not spoiling, but cousin Greg in Succession. At first, I thought you're just an idiot, but now I do not. <laughs> I am very much a cousin Greg um, fan. I think. Um... <laughs> oh, what was I just? I, like it's easy to kind of forget now that the end happened but like Alfie Allen as uh, as your boy what's he fucking called mm. <laughs> Theon, oh, Theon in Game of Thrones yeah, like the what they can do or what they do do to that character and with his I think his performance really really sells it like that and is a, a Tyrion as well to a similar yeah I don't think I had a good negative pre- feeling for him but like it's mm. certainly like a, a big long change I think he does a really good job with it 
Yeah, that was a great yeah. question. I, uh, I have I have a similar theme with the game Avengers. At first, I was like, "What <laughs> is this nonsense?" And now I'm in love. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, let's finish this off with an extremely weird email that we're reading. <laughs> I, I'm not sure why. Uh, it was specifically asked for me to read it. I don't. I genuinely don't get it. This is from Michael Smollarts. Yep. I am immortal. My mucus is considered a valuable form of currency in some foreign countries. I shook the Dalai Lama's hand to lure him into a false sense of security just before suplexing him onto a glass table full of dildos. That's why he bows when meeting anyone else. My diary is a holy text. I've been fishing in the Sea of Solitude and cooked duck flambé for the Pope. My shoes fit perfectly. I'm regarded as a hero of puppies. I'm better than Joe. I once jettisoned an aircraft carrier out of a Cessna with ease. My colleagues marvel at my perfect penmanship. I lift kettlebells with ease while hand-churning butter. My actions have been called impossible, improbable and impractical while proving them all perfectly precise. My journey to the centre of the earth has been awarded many accolades but has never once been duplicated. I taught my music teacher how to play the fiddle and he now plays at Carnegie Hall. My stocks have never dropped. I have war bonds from the War of the Worlds. Some say that I'm more handsome than Chris Hemsworth and I am definitely more physically fit. I'm an editor-in-chief, a prize-winning stunt hang glider and an undefeated prize fighter with astoundingly beautiful bonsai tree gardens. I've won a game of Russian roulette against IBM's Watson. I do not drown in amusing ways. My body is perfectly balanced, just like my breakfast. Thank you for your time. I've listened to the podcast since episode 503, and I absolutely love it. This is my first time writing, and I think I've nailed it. I don't have a question, I don't have a funny drowning story, but I did take a shot to my member while water skiing for the first time. I was just hoping to amuse you guys with my silly creative writing, much like the way you amuse so many of us with your funny conversations. I'm not a fan of soccer, but I even listened to the episodes of It's Football Day because they were so entertaining. Thank you. Cheers, boys. Keep up the great work. Mike from Wisconsin. Mike, that, I think you might be ill. It's <laughs> 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 um, one of the more interesting things I've had in my inbox this week. Yeah, when um, it came in, because it said Joe has to read this, I obviously read it and went, oh, I, I think I'm going to be killed. <laughs> <laughs> we are looking out for you, though. We have organised protection. Thank you. Um, but, yeah, that was... Um, Absolutely bizarre. Yeah. An absolute uh, I- if anyone else has got anything they want to say to Joe, send it to IGN underscore feedback. For sake. No, IGN underscore UK feedback, IGN.com. Um, yeah, that was uh, good. Or if you've got anything you want to get off your chest to Dale, Matt, Al, Jesse, or myself. I'm glad you put always. yourself in that list. I was waiting for you not to. <laughs> I, was, I was about to not, but I was like, mm, I don't know. Then I feel like if I, if I left myself out, I might just welcome attention more. You know, people just gone for me. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah. Right. That was uh, We're done. fun, wasn't it? What music yeah. do you want? Ooh. Ooh. Mm. I mean, we got a little teaser show of a bit of uh, Bear McCready, a bit of God of War. Yeah, love oh, a bit of Bear. good, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Let's oh, do it. major, baby. <laughs> right. Bye. See ya. Bye. <laughs> the time draws near.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.